0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and
1: Law. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's you, Sparky Pfeiffer. Time for another edition of Curd and Long. No, Ryan Horvath today, mainly because... I had to wait for the Packers-Bengals practice to get done in Cincinnati. That started later than, say, a Packers practice would in Green Bay. If That conflicted with Ryan's other job with BetMGM tonight uh, during the week on the BetQL Radio Network, so he's not able to join us. So I'm flying solo uh, on this one. And obviously not in Cincinnati uh, either, uh, in the comfy uh, studio here in Hales Corners, Wisconsin, uh, as we talk about this. So I'm going off of Twitter reports just like you probably are if you have Twitter, if you don't have Twitter. Well, have no fear. Uh, I got you covered uh, on that aspect. I, I will say this uh, there are certain guys uh, th- to follow uh, that kind of help you out. Andy Herman, for instance, from the Packaday podcast, uh, did a great job. He's not in Cincinnati either, but he was kind of scouring Bengals uh, reports, scouring Packer reports, and kind of retweeting and letting everybody kind of in on what was happening uh, at this joint practice. Now, the one thing that we do know about joint practices. Uh, is that you're going to probably have some skirmishes from time to time because guys get frustrated if they're getting beat time and time again, uh, and eventually something's going to happen. In case in point, an example, they had two days of joint practices between the Dolphins and the Falcons. Uh, In day one, uh, which was Tuesday, the Falcons handled the Dolphins pretty easily. Uh, And now today, Wednesday, was day two of their joint practices Uh, and they came out with a lot more intensity. There were more skirmishes and so forth because the Dolphins uh, were pretty much upset at themselves for getting pushed over and not bringing the energy uh, like Atlanta did uh, on the first day of that joint practice. Well, in this instance here, uh, going into this one, it appears, if you look at the Twitter reports, that the Bengals' defensive line uh, was kind of having some success against the Packers' offensive line, getting a couple pressures uh, on Jordan Love, uh, winning some one-on-ones that they were doing prior to practice starting as well. And then eventually uh, some skirmishes started to happen that included Elton Jenkins. Now, again, not being there, not seeing what caused the fight or what all happened, but Jenkins was involved in two fights uh, and was eventually kicked out of the joint practice uh, and sent off the field. Uh, by the Packers uh, and Bengals, or just the Packers. Somebody made the decision he was done because he was causing too much of an issue. So Jenkins was kicked off. I quote tweeted it and said, I'm good with this. I, I got no problem with that. I- I'd rather see fire uh, and so forth uh, in this practice than getting your butt kicked uh, and sittingly being okay with it. And he's, ah, it's practice, whatever. I mean, uh, eventually, y- y- you got to get fired up here a little bit if you're getting your butt kicked. And I'm not saying he was specifically, but maybe the Packers were getting frustrated with what was going on. Uh, Dobbs was involved in a fight, uh, if I remember seeing that correctly. I think Aaron Jones was involved, uh, too. So we'll have to wait and see if somebody gives us more specific play-by-play of what happened with those fights when they talked to the players. But So you knew that was going to happen, and, and that was going to be something to watch out for. The other thing that happened prior to practice uh, that was noteworthy was it was pouring rain in Cincinnati. And believe it or not, they don't have an indoor facility in Cincinnati. So if it would have just continued to pour uh, all day, they never would have got this joint practice in because there's nowhere for the Bengals players to go practice or do their work. If it's bad weather. Now, apparently uh, they're building an indoor facility uh, as we speak in Cincinnati, but it's obviously not done. uh, And, that would have been a horrible thing. You get there early, and then you don't get a joint practice after all that. But they were able to get it in because it stopped raining. They didn't allow the wide receivers and corners to do their one-on-one drills prior to team practice. They allowed the offensive linemen and defensive linemen to do it, but not the corners and the wide receivers, I'm guessing, because of the expectation of the quick surface. I, I saw a video of uh, different players for the Packers you know, running stop routes and doing different stuff like that. Uh, Prior to team periods, I didn't look like anybody was slipping Uh, when we saw highlights come out on Twitter of uh, big plays by the Packers. I didn't see anybody slipping from that perspective. So uh, that was a good sign there was no reports that I saw of anybody getting hurt uh, in this joint practice, which also is a good sign, I would say, for the Green Bay Packers, because I think that really is the biggest thing is to come out of these joint practices, come out of these preseason games uh, without injury. If you can do that, I think it's a success. Defensively, the Green Bay Packers, by all accounts, according to Bengals writers, uh, owned the Cincinnati Bengals uh, on this day of joint practice on this Wednesday, uh, allowing pretty much nothing to be done for this Bengals offense. Now, do remember, there was no Joe Burrow, the, uh, you know, bowl quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals because he got hurt and he's out several weeks. So uh, because of that, you're playing against their backup quarterback, which is one thing, but you know, and I know how bad this Packers defense has looked over the course of time. It could be a third string quarterback and they carved up this Packers defense. I don't think anybody would be surprised, but it appears that uh, that the Green Bay Packers did more than enough to slow down Cincinnati. I think there were two decent plays, one of which was a run by Joe Mixon. But for the most part, the Packers' defense just locked down this Bengals' offense uh, and didn't uh, allow them to breathe. Now, we'll see what happens when we get to the, the the actual preseason game coming up this weekend for the Packers. As far as how they look in that game, uh, when you, you know, probably will see some starters. Matt LaFleur, before the practice today, said, based on kind of how everyone looks uh, in the joint practice will kind of determine how much everybody's going to play. It sounds like, but he said he pretty much is going to, you know, he didn't say guarantee, but pretty much said that some of these guys are going to play like uh, on the offense at some sort. Now everybody's going to have their own, uh, maybe amount of snaps that they want them to play before they take them out of the game. It's going to be based on individuals, maybe more so than units, which is fine. I, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. So you want Jordan Love to play X amount and then you want the uh, the rookie tight ends maybe to play longer than what Jordan Love plays, right? Or you want the rookie tight ends to play much longer than Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins if you're going to send them out there. And I'll say this too, from from my perspective, there's no reason to play David Bakhtiari in the preseason. None, zero, zilch. Do not do it. There's no need to do it. Leave him sitting on the sidelines. Uh, and watching, or he doesn't even have to travel. I mean, he's there, obviously. He participated in the joint practice today, but I'd be fine if he doesn't play uh, in preseason games. Play him in the joint practices, not in the preseason games. Uh, allow him to stay as healthy as possible going into week number one. You cannot afford to lose him. And it gives Yash Naiman some some chance to get some run at left tackle, gives Zach Tom some run uh, at right tackle. It'll be interesting to see how much run Zach Tom will get at center. In place of Josh Myers uh, as we go through preseason, Uh, we've seen him take snaps away from him in practices uh, in training camp. We'll see if that kind of does the same thing once we get over uh, to preseason games. The other thing to keep an eye on uh, is botched snaps. Now, I I didn't see any botched snap reports. Again, I could have missed something because there's a million Packer and Bengal reporters, Uh, but I didn't see any botched snaps necessarily for the Packers in this practice, which is good because it's been a thing in the last week or two for the Green Bay Packers, botching snaps with regardless of who the quarterback is and who the center is, they've had problems. So hopefully that will get ironed out and will not be an issue going into the regular season. And that's something else. uh, Just, you know, keep an eye out on and and see how much it, it goes forward. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about, and that is this Packers offense, right? Uh, and Jordan Love and and what he looks like. Well, the good news is Jordan Love threw only one interception, and I feel weird saying only because he's not thrown more than one. I don't believe in any practice uh, this entire priest in this entire uh, training camp. I remember Rodgers throwing multiple interceptions in training camp practices and looking awful at times and it's well Aaron is working on things Aaron's just testing out and seeing what guys will go for the ball and so forth and we just nah no no big deal now if Jordan Love were to do the same thing and throw a bunch of interceptions training camp practices a majority of people would absolutely crucify the Packers and say he sucks he's not been throwing interceptions and practices and he's still getting crucified and still having people say he stinks so even though he's playing better than probably we've seen in past years from other quarterbacks uh Still getting getting lit up a little bit. So he throws one interception. And it was on a bubble screen. I saw Ryan Wood, a beat writer for the Green Bay Press Gazette. We just talked to him uh, last week on Curd and Long. Go download that and listen to that for free on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your podcast. That great great one on one with uh, Ryan Wood. As Ryan Horvat was off. Uh, I think it was last Friday we did it. I think that's what day it was. Wednesday or Friday of last week. Anyhow, uh, he said that pretty much Jordan Love telegraphed where he was going with the ball, and that's why. It ended up getting intercepted, and pretty much everybody agrees that if that was at a game, that would have went 90-some yards the other the other way because I think they were at the Bengals' three to that point. Why the hell are you running a bubble screen on the three? Like, what, what are we doing? Why? why? I, I don't even understand why that would even be a call to begin with. So, regardless, uh, you know, you got to do a better job of that from Jordan Love's perspective. Made some nice passes, though, and it, it was pointed out Uh, on Twitter by some national guys of, you know, Romeo Dobbs has been getting open in Packers training camp, and now Romeo Dobbs is finding his way open against Cincinnati Bengals defenders. Uh, The one time early in practice he found his way open against a a wide receiver and Love let the ball hang too long in the air, and the DB had a chance to to catch up and break it up, but Dobbs had the dude beat. Dobbs did beat another dude down the right sidelines for a, a long pass play, 50 yards, whatever it was. So that was nice too. Romeo Dobbs looks like he is legit uh, at this point. Christian Watson also uh, had another nice practice for the Green Bay Packers. Him and Jordan Love look like they're going to be a problem. At one point, Watson, uh, according to reports, got matched up on a linebacker. I I don't care what linebacker you are. You are not running with Christian Watson. It's just not happen. And when he Watson crosses the middle and the linebacker is chasing after him, that dude had no chance. And it was pointed out in these reports that the Packers uh, were throwing the ball underneath quite a bit uh, and not necessarily taking the deep shots. But it was also uh, pointed out by a couple of different reporters that there were instances where Love did have guys open uh, and simply didn't throw the ball to him and went underneath instead. There was one specific instance I remember seeing on Twitter that Musgrave had his guy beat by a step or two uh, and Love never saw him and went underneath with the ball instead. This is probably going to be a common theme, I would think, throughout the season for Jordan Love and this Packers offense, where he's going to take the for-sure thing, and he may miss a couple of deep throws because he wants to get rid of that ball, get some yards, and keep moving. Right, Not wanting to hold on to it too long and take a sack and and screw up down and distance and that whole thing. So you may see him use more of that underneath game with guys crossing across the middle and so forth than patting the ball, waiting to throw the ball 30 or 40 yards. Not saying he won't take deep shots, because I'm sure he will take deep shots throughout throughout the year, especially when you have Dobbs and Reed uh, and Watson, that that's probably going to happen. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, if there's, a if there's a lot of crossers over the middle uh, and taking advantage of tight ends, finding pockets in zone defense uh, to get the ball to 5-7 yards downfield uh, and not trying to hit the home run every time. And I'm not saying Rodgers was necessarily doing that consistently, but it felt like to me, and I don't know about you, and you can tweet me at Sparky Radio if you like, it felt like to me, Rodgers, at least last year specifically, was really trying to go for it more uh, than maybe in years past. And in years past, I think he was also trying to get that big play and throw the ball down the field, almost like a a Raiders-esque type offense, I I guess you would say. Uh, The Al Davis years with Plunkett and And those guys back in the day where they're they're trying to throw that home run ball all the time, I kind of felt like Rodgers was kind of that dude here uh, recently for the Green Bay Packers. I don't think Jordan Love's going to be that guy yet. Maybe he gets to that point, uh, but in the beginning of the year, I don't think we'll see that. Now, Reed also, Jaden Reed, the rookie from Michigan State, he also had a a, a touchdown catch too, five yards. Watson had a touchdown catch uh, in their two-minute offense that they had. Uh, Packers defense uh, when they were out there uh, in their two-minute de- deal uh, stopped them. Uh, the Bengals didn't get anything, turnover on downs. The Packers uh, had a drive uh, and Carlton tried. I think the report was like 58 to 60 yards uh, and missed it. Nobody's getting upset if a dude's missing a, a kick of 58 to 60 yards, right? Nobody's going to get mad about that necessarily. So, uh, But again, I think there's positives to be taken away. Was Jordan Love perfect? No. Did Jordan Love miss a couple of throws? Yeah. Uh, One incompletion he had, Musgrave dropped. Dropped the ball. And and again, that's been a thing with Musgrave throughout camp, of having some drops. And you got to get those hands, you know, better than apparently what they are. Because I think it's clear as day to see that Luke Musgrave is going to start a tight end, right? We talked to Ryan Wood about that, and I think that's going to happen. Uh, Tucker Craft coming along nicely. I didn't see a lot on Tucker Craft. Uh, from the reports out of Cincinnati for this joint practice. But I'm sure we'll see a lot of Tucker craft uh, once we get to the preseason game this weekend against the Bengals and further preseason games going forward. I really want to see how much uh, they're going to play the two rookie tight ends together, whether it's one on either side of the line, whether it's one on the line and one in the slot because they've been using Musgrave quite a bit there, uh, whether it's them side-by-side side firing out of the same side of the, of the line with their hands in the dirt. There's so many different things that you can do when you have multiple athletic tight ends that can provide you a a, a lot of offense. And I think uh, that both of those two guys will be able to do that. So overall, I would say this was a successful joint practice for the Green Bay Packers. Now, we'll see what the players say about it afterwards, and we'll see what uh, Matt LaFleur says the next time he talks. Uh, But it's going to be fun. To kind of see where this whole thing goes. Carlson, by the way, on the day, according to Rob Domoski, goes 7 for 10 uh, kicks today. Long, a long make was 51. Uh, and then, of course, he also missed that, that long one that we were just uh, talking about. Two hours and six minutes uh, for that joint practice uh, between the Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's change topics here, Uh, and I want to talk about uh, the season premiere, episode one of Hard Knocks on HBO, uh, featuring the New York Jets, or as Matt LaFleur and Mark Murphy are calling it, Green Bay East. Uh, And I was questioning going in, how much was Rodgers going to allow these cameras to kind of follow him around and be a part of it? Everybody said, you're crazy, Sparky. If you think that he's not going to allow those cameras to follow him around. Well, yep, that was crazy because it was all about Aaron Rodgers. They could call it Hard Knocks. Aaron Rodgers. They don't need to call it Hard Knocks New York Jets. Hard Knocks, Aaron Rodgers. That whole first episode was pretty much about Aaron Rodgers, uh, whether it be players talking about Aaron Rodgers, coaches talking about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers meeting the, the dude that's the the voiceover guy. And he's an actor too. I I can't forget. I can't remember his name, Uh, but for hard knocks, he shows up, he calls him the voice of God and all that. He was all excited to meet this dude and their conversations throughout uh, all these different jets players, you know, talking about, Oh, Rogers is great and learning so much. And, you know, he gets a bad rap in the media. He's not a bad dude. He's a cool dude. Uh, And then there was a whole thing of uh, no look passes, uh, that Rodgers was doing throughout the camp. They highlighted that. They showed Zach Wilson trying to throw a couple of no-look passes, the backup quarterback who was the starter last year. Uh, they showed uh, some of the players screwing around trying to be like Rodgers, like Garrett Wilson, and those guys trying to show that they can do the same thing as Rodgers. Overall, I think it was a good first episode. I Very good. And it went through the whole thing of, you know, hack it and what happened with Nathaniel Hackett and what he had to say uh, about or about Sean Payton after Sean Payton ripped him. Uh, the Rodgers interview in NFL Network, they had a camera there as that was happening, so they showed some of that uh, as well, so they went in-depth there. Uh, so they covered everything I think they should have covered going into this uh, thing to begin with. But clearly, it's going to be about Aaron Rodgers, I think, and I think the other guy that's going to be featured in all this is going to be Zach Wilson. The backup quarterback who was the starter for the last couple of years, they drafted at the top of the draft uh, with their first-round pick just a couple of years ago. And when he was drafted, I didn't realize this. I think it was Rich Eisen voice who you hear say something along the lines of, you know, is he the savior of the New York Jets or whatever? No pressure, kid. Uh, But you see Rodgers coaching up Wilson uh, during the Hall of Fame game, during practices, and kind of being his mentor, which – Is good for Zach Wilson, but a little bit of a head scratcher at the same point because Rodgers is hinting at playing like three or four years. Now, will he do that? I don't know. But if he does, Zach Wilson is not going to be there. Like his rookie deal is going to come up and he's going to be gone or they're going to trade him uh, if he looks good in preseason. And then they'll probably draft another quarterback if that's the deal. And I'm sure they're going to want a specific answer from Aaron Rodgers of how long are you playing? Because now they're going to get themselves into – a more complicated situation than Jordan Love, because they took Zach Wilson a hell of a lot higher than they took Jordan Love, and he played for a couple of years and wasn't successful. And within that, Tarek, uh, not Tariq Sulla, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Robert Sulla talked about the fact that, hey man, this is tough to going from being like the face of the franchise and a starter to being a backup and having to learn and be that guy holding a clipboard on the sidelines. That's tough. Not everybody can handle it as well, apparently, as as Wilson has handled it to this point. But I think there's going to be a lot of focus on that, dude. I think there's going to be a lot of camera attention and time with Sauce Gardner and his relationship with Rodgers and so forth. Uh, There was a lot of time, I mean a lot of time, a few minutes dedicated to the relationship between Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, the other standout uh, rookie from last year for the Jets, the wide receiver. A lot of camera time on Garrett Wilson. This here feels like to me, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If you want it, Sparky Radio on Twitter. It feels like there is more focus on star players, dudes, like legit all pro, perennial pro bowl type players uh, on this episode early on than there has been on other episodes. Other episodes that, that you've watched, whether it be you know the Raiders or whoever, has been a lot of the backups. A lot of the young guys battling for position and trying to make a roster spot, guys that you do not know. Now, by the end of it, you know who they are, and then they get cut, and then you never hear from them again, and you wasted all of that time learning about this dude that is not going to even play in the NFL. Uh, And sometimes it does pan out. You know, Darren Waller was a guy that was featured on that episode of Hard Knocks when the Raiders were on, and he ended up becoming something. At the end of the day, now, of course, with the New York Giants, but he became something, and I don't think a lot of people knew who the heck that kid was going into that hard knocks season and really busted out and did something. Uh, The middle linebacker for the Lions uh, was another one. Undersized middle linebacker, high-energy, high-effort guy, ends up starting for the Lions last year, uh, and people got to know him a little bit. So to say now that you're going to surround these cameras and these guys are cool with all of these big-name guys that should draw ratings, I would think, and eyeballs to the set. Rogers by himself was going to draw eyeballs, draw eyeballs to TVs, right, into your phones if you're going to watch it on stream, whatever you're, however you're watching. Hard knocks. Uh, that that he by himself will do that. But the big thing for me is, are we buying this is Rogers that this is what this dude is, or is this? made-for-TV type stuff. See that? And that, I I have no idea. If you listen to Rodgers' teammates in Green Bay, there aren't many dudes that have bad words to say about Ryan Rodgers. A lot of dudes love that guy and love that he's helped them along the way in Green Bay and so forth. We never had access like this when he was in Green Bay to say, Okay, when Hard Knocks did the Packers, he was the exact same way with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, just like he is with Garrett Wilson. He was the same way with those guys. He was the same way with Jair Alexander, hanging out with him, going to uh, things with him like he is with Sauce Gardner. Ah, same thing. We just didn't know it though because there weren't TV cameras. Okay, maybe, maybe he was like that. I don't think he was, but maybe he was like that. And we just don't know because we didn't have the access like we're getting here with the Jets. You watch this and you go to yourself, man, if he was doing all of this for the Packers last year, this dude was acting like this with Green Bay last year. There was a huge, huge misperception of him as a quarterback in his time in Green Bay as far as how he was. Huge misperception. People owe that dude an apology if that's how he was acting in Green Bay. And I when I say a, a huge apology, I mean from everybody in the media. Everybody. Because everybody was wrong. But then I go back to what I was saying. Is this made for TV or is this real? And that I have no idea. I do know this. He is being covered by the New York media. And because you're being covered by the New York media. That means they're going to be looking for dirt everywhere they can find dirt on this dude. Anytime anything goes wrong, they're going to know about it, and they're going to put it out there. And there'll be players in that locker room talking to media members all over the city of New York, telling them what's going on behind closed doors, if there's anything good or bad. I think both ways is going to get reported. He's going to be the most covered athlete in the city of New York. You know, outside of probably what Aaron Judge was last year, probably in the last decade or so. Aaron Judge obviously was that guy being the home run guy last year, but outside of him, th- this is going to be all about Aaron Rodgers. Nobody's going to care about Daniel Jones and the New York Giants at this point and Saquon Barkley. No, nobody cares about any of those dudes. Like, fine, whatever. Do what you got to do. It's going to be about Rodgers. It's going to be fascinating. I promise you this much. I'm going to watch that Hard Knocks Jets thing each and every week and kind of see how this whole thing plays out. Because I want to see if they're going to stick with the stars or if they're going to drift away from them and we're going to go back to being old hard knocks where we cover a bunch of guys that nobody knows. I think it would be foolish to do that. And I think they're going to lose a lot of people if they do do that because this episode was really good. And I bet you they had a ton of people watching it. But how they act now going forward is something else. Which leads me to yet another point. If the Packers miss the playoffs this year, I believe they will then be eligible for hard knocks next year. And I would imagine that the National Football League will force the Green Bay Packers to take hard knocks, whether they want to or not. That's just a guess. So if they miss the playoffs and they don't have a great year and Matt LaFleur is still the coach, now they fire LaFleur and they get a new head coach, then they're out, right? Then they're not eligible anymore because they have a new head coach. But providing that doesn't happen, and I can't imagine he'd get fired, but providing that doesn't happen, that means Hard Knocks would probably be in Green Bay, Wisconsin next year following the Packers. And that would be really, really fascinating for multiple reasons. Number one, you're going to have a full year under Jordan Love's belt as far as what he is or what he isn't at that point. You're going to have more notoriety and more spotlight on Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs for sure. No question about that. And on a side note, you're going to have the Packers getting ready for a draft the very next year in 2025. And that is going to be a process that's just going to continue to build over the course of months as you get there. And you wonder how much of Mark Murphy and the NFL planning for that and all of that stuff is going to become a thing. Because remember, the 2024 draft is in April. They don't show up till training camp. at the end of July. So by that point, they're going to be less than a year away from hosting the draft in Green Bay. That would be another reason why I think Hart Knox would want to come to kind of, you know, maybe catch Murphy and these NFL guys in meetings talking about, you know, maybe where they're going to put the stage and the beginning stages of, what all is going to need to happen and the conversations about how long they're going to need to take to build everything they need to build and get it all put together. NASCAR, when they did their road race in Chicago, took, what was it, two full months? They had roads, roads closed down and building all this stuff for the street race down in Chicago. Uh, now, you're not going to have to do necessarily all that type of stuff, but I, I would imagine it's probably going to take, what, two, three weeks, maybe more than that, to get it the way the NFL wants it for the draft. Uh, for that day in 2025. So I think that's another element that would lead itself to that. Plus, you know they're going to eat up the whole riding on bicycles, going into training camp. Hard Knox would absolutely love that to be able to put that on TV. And it's the Packers, it's Cowboys, the Steelers. Those are your most popular teams in the U.S. and probably internationally too would be my guess. So as far as drawing eyeballs to watch this, you're going to draw a ton. Now, will it match what Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are going to do this year from uh, amount of people watching? Maybe not. Maybe not to that point. But they're going to draw a lot because if they miss the playoffs, that means there's going to be questioning more than likely of Matt LaFleur, how good really is he. There's going to be questioning more than likely of Jordan Love if he threw a bunch of interceptions throughout the year. There's going to be questioning of the defense because if the defense is the reason they lost, that means there's going to be a new defensive coordinator and Joe Barry is gone. So there's going to be talk about what this defense is going to do differently and how far away are they from possibly winning the division. You're going to have another draft class uh, to come in as well. There's a bunch of different storylines and intrigue, I think, that goes along with the Packers on Hard Knocks next year. As a fan, I don't want that. And Rodgers, during the Hard Knocks episode one, said, you know, it's kind of overplay that this is such a big deal. He hasn't had any issue with any of the people and is fine with the cameras being there. But realistically, um, I think it can be a distraction for sure. You've heard from all these different teams saying that it is, it does become a distraction uh, at certain points having Hard Knocks there. I'd rather have the Packers make the playoffs and not have to worry about Hard Knocks next year. I'm sure the folks at HBO and Hard Knocks in the National Football League uh, are thinking, well, if they stink, it's good for business. And if the Packers win the division and Jordan loves that guy, that's even better for business from TV ratings week to week and playoffs and so forth, and the Packers stay on top for the next decade or whatever with Jordan Love at quarterback. That's even better for the NFL than if they suck and they end up on one season of, of hard knocks at the end of the day. Don't forget, you can download Curd and Long on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast ad. Make sure to do that. And also... Don't forget that you can always check us out on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Normally, we stream these things live, except when I'm by myself. I just do it in a production studio talking into a microphone. No need for you to have to look at me for 30 minutes talking to myself. Don't see the point in that whatsoever. So that'll do it for another edition of Curd and Long. We'll be back at it on Friday. Ryan will be back as well, and we'll preview and look ahead to the Packers and Bengals preseason game. And, uh, you know, look ahead and and do the the, the whole thing like we normally do, right? and uh confident concerned and curious we'll do that in the next episode of curd and long have a good one toodles